Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of Talk It A Bunch Of Hoopla, the sports podcast by a fan for the fans. So, as I'm sure you all can tell, football is officially back and everyone's doing their fancy football leagues, you know, getting ready for week one to start very soon. I think technically starts tomorrow because the first game is on Thursday, so... Are you excited? Let me know. I'm very excited as well. So, speaking of fancy football, though, uh, I finally did my draft with my friends. And let me just read you players that I took. So, we did an eight-person league in a standard snake draft. Didn't do any PPR, things like that. Want to keep it just simple, so on and so forth. So, uh, like I said, I was eighth. So, my first pick was Julio Jones. Uh, then I went Joe Mixon. Juju Smith-Schuster, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Chris Godwin, Drew Brees, O.J. Howard, D.D. Westbrook, Daryl Henderson, uh, Damian Williams. I went the Jags defense, Justin Tucker, D.J. Moore. I originally drafted Nikhil Harry, and then I drafted uh, Mitchell Trubisky as a backup quarterback. Now, Nikhil Harry is technically on, like, IR, if I'm correct. So I dropped him for the moment, for the time being. Until he comes back. Um, I was reading reports that it may be by week six or something like that. You know, when he comes back. If he comes back that early. So I figured uh, I need that extra space. And then I picked up um, Darius Geis, if I'm correct. Yes, Washington running back. Um, I was uh, For me, it was either between him or get Mike Williams or Tyler Boyd. But I was like, ah, I think my wide receivers are fine. So I was like, all right, let me just get another running back. So I needed anyway. I only got one tight end, and I went a bunch of receivers because I could always just drop Trubisky or try to trade for a tight end if I need it because most of the other guys in my league um, went double tight ends in their, you know, in their drafts. So let me just read you, though, the first eight off the board. So number one was Ezekiel Elliott. We'll get to that in a second, get into his contract in a little bit. And then it was uh, Saquon Barkley at second, Alvin Kamara at third, which I really wanted Kamara, but I knew he wasn't really going to fall to eighth. So you had Christian McCaffrey at fourth, uh, OBJ at five, uh, Denard Hawkins at six, um, Michael Thomas at seven, and then Julio, Julio Jones at eight, excuse me. Um, yeah, so, and then... Obviously, being a snake draft, I went Joe Mixon next, and then so on and so forth. I did, like, looking back on it, pass on a lot of good people, but I kind of was taking a risk this year with my team because usually I kind of go, I usually go safe with my picks a lot of the time. I'll try to go for, obviously, like, the main, you know, the main guys that everyone knows about, and then toward the end, I'll try to go, like, rookies or young second guys, but this year I went heavily, like, young players. Uh, I've never really done that before. Obviously, besides, like, Drew Brees and Julio Jones and things like that, those guys are all established, so we all know who they are, obviously. So, I figured, why not try something different, you know? It's on a... Sorry. If you're watching this on the video on YouTube, I'm adjusting a lot because my shirt's a little uncomfortable. But nonetheless, excuse me, I figured, just, like I said, try something different, see how well I can do. Um, I think I have a good team overall. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential in this team. Especially if, because we, me and my friends talk about doing like a dynasty league uh, or a keeper league, however you want to call it. And, you know, that could work out in my favor. 
you know, if things go well for these players, especially with Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery. Um, there's a couple players still in the waiver wire that I still have on my watch list just in case. I'm not going to name them here because some of my friends who listen to the podcast are in my league, so I'm not trying to give away my secrets. But uh, before I continue, though, uh, let me know who you got in your fantasy leagues. You can tweet me or message me on Instagram at Talking a Bunch of Hoopla on Instagram and Talking Hoopla on Twitter. I've been checking there every so often. I'm very curious to see your teams and who you got and, you know, who you're looking out for and things like that. Also, so we can just talk fantasy football, you know, especially on Twitter. I'm going to be on Twitter a lot this season, uh, mainly, like, on the weekends just to, like, check my lineups and see who's injured, not injured, and who I should start and sit kind of a thing, so on and so forth. So, But I'm also in a bunch of other leagues as well because what I usually do is obviously I have my one main league that I kind of focus on a lot of. And then I'll have my other kind of backup leagues where I'll try to test some things out and go for players I don't normally go for, especially in my main league, or players that my, some of my other friends in my league have, and I'll put on my other teams to see how they do, and then maybe try to use that to my advantage and things like that. So it gives me a chance to, you know, kind of scout other players as well while still playing the game and still trying to win, of course. So, But obviously there was a lot of big news in football this week. Um, Lada had a had a had a lot of contract extensions. Uh, most recently, you had Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, of the Dallas Cowboys. I think I said Dallas. I'm I'm not okay today mentally. Of the Dallas Cowboys, signing a six-year, ninety million dollar extension and fifty of it's guaranteed. Fifty dollars, just guaranteed. So, fifty million dollars is guaranteed. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I think he's definitely worth the money and. I'm sure a lot of fantasy owners are in joy right now. The fact that they don't have to pretty much, you know, either release him because he would have sat the whole season or sat a few games in this season, things like that, or, or have to draft Tony Pollard. But Tony Pollard owners, I'm um, sorry, uh, pretty much I, unless Zeke is injured, I wouldn't imagine he's going to do a whole lot-wise for the game. I don't think he'll get that many carries. I'm sure he'll be productive. But now that Zeke is, you know, got the extension not sitting his season that it's kind of just like well that was that was fun while it lasted also melvin gordon gordon owners i'm sure something's gonna happen soon uh hopefully um i know the chargers said that they were kind of done with the contract talks to the season's over so it's either gonna be melvin gordon's gonna play just not happy or he's gonna sit the rest of the season and then try to do something in the offseason or get traded. Um, there was a report that I read. I forgot who reported exactly that um, the Eagles reached out to the Chargers for Melvin Gordon services. Uh, Jordan Howard was in that trade, and I believe some draft picks as well. And, oof, that would have been an interesting trade, especially because now Philadelphia has, like, so many running backs. You have Jordan Howard, you have Miles Sanders, you have Darren Sproles. I know I'm missing somebody else. I know they don't have Jay Ajay. I know they don't have him. I know he's a free agent, but I know I'm missing somebody. Whoever it is. They have like four running backs on their roster, and it's a lot. And I know it's going to be tough, especially for fancy owners, because trying to figure out who's going to get their starting job. It looks like Miles Sanders may be getting it at this point, but I could be wrong. Um, you know, I can see Jordan Howard at least starting the season. And then, depending on how he does, Miles Sanders kind of rides it out. Um, so, hey, I mean, the best of luck to all you guys and all you ladies and 
all you, you know, people out there who are playing fantasy football. Good luck this year. You know, just make sure you're, you know, you read the waiver wire, keep track of your injuries on your team and things like that. And to use Twitter, Twitter has helped me for so long with fantasy football advice from, you know, other people to figure out, all right, you know, I'm not sure who to start this week. You know, I have my options. All right, well, here you go. They have all this information at the ready because they're doing questions and answering. And it's great. It's a great tool to really bolster your team and just kind of get that self-doubt out of you. You know, everyone's, at least for me, I know if I'm playing fantasy football, there's sometimes during the week where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know who to start. You know, I have player A and player B, but I'm like, but player A is playing this team and player B is the, the defense are going up against is a little bit tougher. And it's like, I, but sometimes that doesn't matter because I'll outperform. And it's like, I need, I need a second outside opinion on who I should play. And so a lot of time it works. You know, usually if I just trust my gut and trust, not, well, I use trust for this part loosely, but at least, you know, kind of look into the other person's opinion that I'm asking online who I don't know and see how they feel because sometimes there's a lot of good advice you know sometimes you'll get that one person that's like yeah you should do that and it fails and it's like oh I'm sorry but and also speaking of contract extensions you had uh, Jared Goff quarterback of the LA Rams getting oh god he got paid if I'm correct let me pull up the numbers on my phone real fast because I have it here it is he signed a, I believe it's a, was it four-year or six-year? Sorry, my phone's a little slow, so it takes a second. He signed a four-year, $130 million, $134 million, excuse me, dollar extension. And if I'm correct, $110 million of it is guaranteed. That's so much guaranteed. I mean, hey, it's obviously the LA Rams are telling everybody, yo, this is our quarterback of the future. He's going to lead us to the promised land. And I hope he does for Rams fans for their sake because they've been through enough with Jeff Fisher, with their quarterbacks from after the Kurt Warner era until, you know, the Sean McVay era. So I wish the best of luck to them because last year's Super Bowl was tough, was a tough watch. And I have a friend who's a Rams fan, and I know that was tough for him to get through, but Rams fans... Your team looks great this year, and I hope the best for you all. Um, yeah, you guys deserve happiness. You guys deserve, you know, your your victory lap. You guys, you haven't had that in a while. It's been, what, 20 years since you won a Super Bowl, if I'm correct? You won in 99. So, hey, I hope the best for all of you. But these contract extensions are getting very intense. Um, I know Dak Prescott is still working on his Personally, I, I think what they had offered him like $35 million a year, I think it was, and he was like, no. They were like, no, we're good. We want 40 I don't... Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but just my opinion. What has he really done to be worth $35 plus million a year? He's a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's not, but he's not like... Oh, I'm out here like MVP of the season, like 5,000 yards, like I'm breaking records, or like, oh, I'm leading my team to the promised land. Great quarterback. At least not yet. You know, he hasn't been in the league that long, so, you know, we got to give him a chance, but come on. I don't, I mean, even when Ryan Tannehill got his contract, he was not worth the $100 million because what did he do? Nothing. And now he's a backup for Tennessee, so like, and his contract. It's just so cut, not even close to what he made. 
But what are your thoughts? You know, do you think Dak Prescott is worth over a hundred million dollars? Do you not? Um, which is a weird thing to say that you think someone is an, like an athlete specifically that's like, hey, as a fan, I don't think you're worth all this money. But then they're like, yo, I I am, so that's great. But hey, on the bright side of that, Jacoby Brissett uh, got an extension as well. I believe it was a two-year, thirty million dollar deal, and he did it without an agent. He did that himself which, by the way, is extremely impressive because you don't see a lot of guys who don't have management. They're like, yeah, it's, it's fine. No, I could imagine it's probably just like, yeah, uh, can I get more? No? Okay, cool, thanks. He's probably just like, all right, here's my numbers. Here's my production. Here's what's happening. Here's what's going to happen. Here's the market. Probably just like, you make, you make a good point. You know what? That's I can't, I can't argue with that. Especially now that Andrew Luck is retired, he's now the top guy. Yes, they did sign Brian Hoyer as probably going to be the backup uh, or until, you know, Troy Brissett either leaves or gets injured or something like that. Hopefully that the latter does not happen. But, yeah, it's, it's this NFL season is going to be very interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not not that I'm worried as a fan. I'm just more like I'm just very cautious because this on paper seems it's going to be amazing. But then sometimes... You know, it's such high expectation causes such a hard fall that it's like, ah, that was, that was, all right, that was cool. You know, so I'm very, I'm like, I'm not getting my hopes up, but I'm very excited, but I'm cautious. So, I don't know. That's just me, though. You know, I just, I'm just going to be happy to be able to watch football this year and, you know, enjoy just being a sports fan because what's better than that? Speaking of NFL and other big news happening, I quote, I say big news sarcastically. Oh, okay, Antonio Brown has finally, has finally ended this helmet issue saga once and for all. And if I'm correct, let me pull up what kind of helmet it is. Um, all right, the article, blah, blah, blah. It's like a Zenith or Xenomorph or something. He will wear the Zenith Shadow Helmet this season, believing it makes him more agile and comfortable while allowing for better visibility. I, I mean, I hope so. I hope it works out for him that way. I don't know. But while he also finally ended that, he started a new issue um, because he went on, I believe it was what, Instagram or Twitter, I don't remember which one he did it on, where he talked about him getting fined $54,000 by the Raiders for missing time during training camp. And he says, when your own team want to hate, but there's no stopping me now, devil is alive, everyone got to pay this year, so we clear. Um, okay, so it seems like, okay, so how I'm interpreting this, um, when your own team want to hate, uh, I don't think that's hating, that's more, they're just like, hey, we signed you to do a job. And then you're not doing the job we signed you for, so we're going to fine you. Because you're, you're kind of breaking the rules of all this. Um, when I hate, but there's no stopping me now, the devil is a lie. I don't I don't understand this whole devil is a lie thing. I don't, I don't even know how to interpret that. And then everyone got to pay this year, so we're clear. I don't know if he means, like, everyone as in the Raiders, everyone, or, like, the league, everyone, where he's like, all right, cool, got a helmet. Mad at my team, mad at everybody. I'm gonna ball out. I don't know. Maybe or maybe he's just gonna ready to try to hurt everybody he sees. 
I don't know. I hope that's not it, but I, it's it's a little scary. Um. So yeah, the 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 letter he got was from his GM Mike Mayock, and it was for being fined thirteen thousand nine hundred fifty dollars for missing a walkthrough on August twenty second, which is considered an unexcused absence, like a course of it, like it, of course it is in any other job. And the letter also mentions that the team previously had fined Brown forty thousand dollars for missing camp on August eighteenth. The day the Mike Mayock issued the, his whole ultimatum to Brown saying it's time for him to be all in or to be all out. Um, Mayock also advised Brown that he should continue to miss mandatory team activities, including practices and games. The Raiders reserved the right to impose additional fines and discipline, which, as you can tell, they did. Um, yeah, so it seems like we all kind of had a, at least most of us knew Antonio Brown is a diva, quote unquote. Which is, it is what it is, you know, it happens every so often where you have this really great player and he makes all this money and he kind of gets to his head, it seems like, and he's like, all right, now this is what I deserve. I don't care what any of you say. I get it. You work hard. You know, you, you go in day and out. You, you were a six-round pick. No one believed in you, and then you made it possible. Good. Love that for you. But this whole thing you're doing now, I don't know if you're doing it just for, like, attention because you know it'll work, but it's not really how you feel. Or you're just like, well, I'm Antonio Brown, I don't care. So you know what I mean? I'm not sure where the line of like, oh, I'm faking it, or like, this is how I actually feel. Like, I don't know where you're at. But hopefully he just produces in the season, because on some of my teams I have him in my fantasy league, so I really hope he, you know, performs and stops getting frostbite on his feet and wears proper feet, foot attire when he's going into cryo chambers. Um, but again, I'm happy this whole helmet thing is over, even though he's kind of issuing now a challenge to his team about how everyone's, everyone's going to get it now. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, LaShawn McCoy though was released by the Bills and then signed very fast to the Kansas City Chiefs, which personally makes the most sense because Andy Reid, uh, was his former coach when he played for Philadelphia. And I'm sure he'll know the system fairly well. Um, yes, it'll hurt owners of Damian Williams, like myself. But LaShawn McCoy has had a slew of injuries the last few years. So not that I'm saying I want him to get injured. But, like, if he does, one, I wouldn't be shocked. And two, Damian Williams, what is up? I got you. So let's get it. Also, Damian Williams could just outperform Shady. It's very possible that he could just outperform him. So I could see that happening. Um, let's see what else we got, because I have some stuff on my phone that I opened up before I, you know, close all this. Oh, how could I forget? Week one of college football just passed. Duh. I know last week I reported about the whole Miami-Florida game, and uh, as you can tell by my sweatshirt, I'm a Hurricanes fan, and I'm still sad about last week, but it happens. So, kind of a quick recap of some games. Uh, the most recent game of this week was... Notre Dame versus Louisville. Notre Dame won 35-17. My gosh. Oklahoma beat Houston. Um, let's see. Boise State beat Florida State. Boise State. Boise beat FSU. Florida State 36-31. Very shocking and surprising, to be honest. Um, Maryland beat Howard 79-0. That's kind of rude. Illinois beat Akron 42-3. Ohio State beat FAU 45-21. to 
Ten will be uh, Bucknell fifty six to twelve. So a lot of a lot of you know a lot of big blowouts. Very shocking game though was Georgia Southern versus Tennessee, and then Georgia Southern won thirty eight to thirty, which led to I don't know if, I think it's what led to players leaving the Tennessee Volunteers football team. Uh, they were for my readings. They weren't like these big name players on the team. They were more reserve players, so guys who were redshirted or who didn't play much the last season. And I mean, I hope the best for them, but I don't think this looks bad on Jeremy Pruitt, the head coach of Tennessee, at all. I mean, because if you know that's how they really felt and they're ready to, I guess, give up on their team that early, then that makes it easier for Tennessee now to hopefully thrive better and do better, and hopefully they find you know the team that they're looking for now that they're, I guess free agents in college football that it's kind of what you want to call it you know alabama beat duke 42 to 3 so you can get it ps you know penn state idaho 79 to 7 so there's a lot of like either really close games or just giant blowout games it's my gosh so let's see who did clemson play because i know trevor lawrence didn't come out of the gate hot he didn't play super great but again it's week one so everyone's like all right we'll give him a chance we're not worried. It's Clemson. It's Trevor Lawrence. Where is it? I don't see it anywhere on this thing. Maybe I'm just blind. Very possible. I do have glasses. I do want to give, though, a big shout-out to uh, Liberty University uh, head coach, Hugh Freeze. He was, he was you know, he's in the hospital for some medical issues. And he still coached his team against Syracuse, I believe. Let me double check that before I get to you because I don't want to give you in wrong information. I just had it. Where did I see it? Oh, yeah, it was Syracuse. Okay. Syracuse beat them 24-0. But the fact that that coach is still dedicated to the team like that to where he's like, hey, I'm in the hospital, but I don't care. I'm not giving up on these guys. I'm still going to coach no matter what. So if I'm correct, they took pretty much like a coaching or like a skybox or however. I forgot what exactly how they did it. But they put his hospital bed in the stadium so he can coach from the stadium, which is, I don't, that's, I, I give a lot of credit to for doing that because that takes some guts and a lot of, I would imagine, okays from a lot of people. You can't just like, hey, I have a game, I need to coach. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'm sure it was like, doctors, I don't, I need, I need you okay, I need you okay all this so I can move on and coach. So it seems like they thought it was okay for him to do that, uh, and it was apparently. Sucks that they did lose like that, but hey, there's always next week, and I hope the best for Liberty and Coach Freeze's health. Hopefully, he has a speedy recovery, of course. I'd imagine. Um, I'm, I forgot exactly what he's going through, but I know it's uh, from what I was reading, it's not all that fun. So next week, though, one of the bigger games of the week is Clemson versus Texas A&M. And then you have, let's see what other big games we got going on here. So far, I'm not seeing anything of importance. Yeah, okay, here we go. Texas versus LSU is a big game. Um, What are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? You have Stanford versus USC. You have Cal versus Washington. Miami versus UNC. Honestly... I'm not going to sit here and give you predictions because you don't want to hear all that. No one wants to hear me give predictions because for me, re-listening to old podcasts are bad. So, yes. So, I'm excited. College football's back. Um, I do want to give my best to JT Daniels, quarterback of USC. He has a torn ACL. 
and that hurts USC's season extremely because he's their guy. He's the guy leading the charge, and now that they lost leader, it's like it's tough. But hey, probably a backup, so hopefully he can lead the charge and make them return to glory. I don't know if he will, but whatever. Another big talk this season, though, is, all right, who's going to win the Heisman? Is it Tua? Is it Trevor? It's, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. It could be Justin Hubert from Oregon or Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin or whoever. I think at the end of the year, who I think will be the Heisman winner, it's tough. Because for me, I th- I feel like every, a lot of people are going to pick Trevor Lawrence because how well he played last year. And how well he'll probably play this year yet. Again, his first game was a kind of a slow start. He had like two interceptions. I think he had like around 200 yards or something like that, or 150 yards. It wasn't a lot, but he didn't. But again, it's the first game of the season. It's what happened. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tua won the Titans as well. He's, you know, I think he's in his junior year, if I'm correct. Yeah, it's like junior or sophomore year. So. You know, sorry, it's it's his junior because last year he was a sophomore. Okay, I got it. So we're good. Yes. So I keep losing my train of thought. I'm sorry. It's hot in here. My AC's off, and I'm dying. But back on topic here. Um, I think this college football season is going to be very good. Uh, of course, I hope Miami performs well, better than they did against Florida, because their offensive line troubles. I'm sure, as I've said last week, and I will say again today. Needs work, and if their offensive line is going to do this, give up 10 sacks like they did against Florida all season, then, ooh, it's going to be a little rough to watch, especially because Jaren Williams is going to get blasted on a regular basis. So, there's that. Um, NFL-wise, oh, I'm very excited for this season. I think, like I said before, I'm cautious, but again, I'm excited. Same thing with college football. I'm only getting my hopes up just because there's all this hype around the season, things like that, and then players get injured or stuff happens or players get fined or suspended or whatever, and it's like, well, that was fun. But being a Baltimore Ravens fan as well, uh, I know a lot of people are giving Lamar Jackson flack because he they're basically calling him a quarterback that's actually a running back because he doesn't know how to throw well. Thing, blah, 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 blah. But I think with the players that Baltimore has that wide receiver, there's a lot of potential and there's a lot of, you know, uh, excitement for who they have, especially with Marquise Brown or Hollywood Brown and Miles Boykin at wide receiver, who they had. Miles Boykin, they drafted in the third round, I believe. Uh, Marquise Brown was uh, first round. Like I said, Miles Boykin, third round. And obviously, they're, you know, hopefully Hayden Hurst can stay healthy this season at tight end. I know Mark Andrews is going to be a big time player this year. And I just hope the running game really pulls pulls it off this year. You know, signing Mark Ingram, which was huge. You know, it's one of the bigger signings they've had in the last few years. Uh, obviously, besides like Eric Weddle and things like that. And, you know, obviously, I just hope Lamar Jackson pulls it off. I think he, I mean, he definitely has a talent for it. You know, I think, I know he's probably, and I'm sure the Ravens, uh, you know, coaching staff has focused on his throwing. Um, I kicked the camera again. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? I think, you know, I think they'll throw more than people assume they will. Especially because everyone's going to expect the run. Um, and he didn't, he wasn't that bad the last six games when he played last season. Obviously, it was run heavy, but at the end of the Chargers game in the playoffs, he was throwing well. He was throwing really well. Hopefully, 
they let him throw more than they did last season because, my God, if they don't, it's going to be rough. But people forget that he brought the Ravens to the playoffs. Like, we were, they were, I say we, they were 4-5 and five before that and then went 6-2 and two the rest of the time. So it's like, hey, um, can we relax here? We're good. So, um, and I know Baker Mayfield, I wouldn't say, in my opinion, he's, like, under any pressure, but it's like, all right, you play, you performed well last season, and the Browns went 7-9, and nine, you know, better than they have in the last few years. But now you have OBJ, you know, you both you bolstered the defense through free agency trades in the draft. And, you know, whether or not can they live up to this hype that they're getting, because a lot of rankings and pre-rankings, they're like, oh, top 10, top 15. I'm like, all right, let's... Let's slow it down there. It's remember, it's the Browns. Just because they look good on paper does not mean they're like they're gonna be good. So, because again, anything could happen. Players could get injured. Players can get suspended. Whatever. So it happens every year. So, not them saying any of that's gonna derail the season, or it may not even happen. So, but I think the Browns are gonna be good, especially now that you know Nick Chubb is in his second year and he played. I thought phenomenally last season. I know they have Kareem Hunt, but he's out till at least week 10, plus he had surgery, so that's whatever. The Bengals are the Bengals, and I think they're going to struggle this year. Um, AJ Green's out for a little bit. Um, I know he, they should, I know he's, I believe he, I've read the reports, I'm having a hard time talking for some reason again, that he should be back by like week six of the regular season, so uh, good luck with that, fantasy owners. Um... I don't think about any other hot takes or like any other hot opinions or whatever people are talking about a lot. Obviously, Todd Gurley, you know whether or not he's able to perform like he did last year, last season. I know he had the whole, he was not in the best health last season, but they did draft Daryl Henderson um, out of Memphis, and I think he can perform well. Um, they have a good enough offensive line, and now that you know the Rams have kind of really. You know, bought into Sean McVay's system, that they can be they can be able to thrive. Obviously, having girl in the field definitely helps, and that's what you want, of course. But I think Daryl Henderson will do better than people think. Um, players like even like David Montgomery um, for the Bears, I think is going to perform well. I know him and Tariq Cohen are, for the bit are probably going to split carries, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to handle that. Uh, I think the Bears are going to be good. I know some people have them as kind of a team's going to like dip this season because. Oh, they played so well last season, but they won't do the same well this season. Um, I know a lot of things are also on the Cardinals as well. Having Kyler Murray, first overall pick, uh, at the helm. And as a fan, I'm worried because I think he's going to have to really make plays on his own this year. What I mean is, I think a lot of time that offensive line is going to collapse and that pocket is going to just vanish so fast that he's going to have to scramble out. Which... He's done plenty of times before at Oklahoma, but he's also got to get ready to take hits because these dudes are going to go flying at him, especially dudes like Vaughn Miller, you know, Bradley Chubb off the Broncos. You have Jadavion Clowney uh, now in his division for the Seahawks, which was a great trade. Good for them. Love that. Um, so, yeah, and also that's going to be it's going to be a lot. Hopefully he's able to handle it. Uh, I know a lot of people think that he's overhyped and not worth being the first overall pick. Especially because of his height, and they don't think he's really NFL ready. But we'll see this season. Hopefully, he is. Hopefully, he 
you know, outperforms these kind of, you know, this talk that he's getting about how he's being overrated, how he's not worth it, and blah, blah, blah. Also, the Houston Texans, I'm very curious about. They lost Lamar Miller to an ACL tear, which sucks, and that, you know, I do feel bad for the guy. But they did sign, if I'm correct, Carlos Hyde that traded for him. And then they also got Kenny Stills and uh, Laramie Tunsil from the Dolphins. So they're making moves, and they're really trying to be like, all right, you know, we have the right pieces. We just need a few more things to tune up, and then we should be able to make a good playoff run. And I think they can. That division's going to be tough, though, because obviously you have the Colts and you have the Jags. And you have, I know I'm missing the other AFC South team, which I always do, but it's going to, I'm going to look it up because it's going to bother me if I don't get it right. And everyone's probably screaming at me, like, John, it's a duh, or it's a blah, 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 blah. So hold on, let me look it up real fast. AFCs. The fact that I don't remember this is kind of bad as a fan. But hey, you know, it, it happens. Texans, Jags, Colts, come on, load faster, please. Oh, the Titans. Duh. Titans are going to be interesting. Hopefully, Mariota stays healthy. But they have Ryan Tannehill as their backup, so <laughs> that should be interesting. Uh, I think Derrick Henry's going to have a really good year. He's physically just a monster. And he's, oh my god. He's going to, I think, stays healthy. will have a really good season. But also, they have Deion Lewis, so I think they're a good tandem. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I know there's something else I wanted to talk about. I think, I know Ryan Fitzpatrick is a starter for week one for the Dolphins against Baltimore. But I think what will probably happen and what always happens with Ryan Fitzpatrick is either he'll start really strong and then kind of just, at one point, just, all right, the Fitz magic is done. And, you know, I can only, it takes me a while to recharge it. I think Josh Rosen will take the helm at some point and then really kind of, excuse me, he'll, he'll bring the team close to the playoffs, but they won't really make it. But it'll be like, oh... Well, he played well at the end of last season, and I think, you know, next year he'll be a starter and things like that, and that kind of talk of where, like, well, he should have started the whole season and blah, blah, blah. So we will see what happens. Also, I'm very curious to see how Dwayne Haskins does. I know Case Keenan was named the starter for week one for the Redskins, but I think with time, I think Dwayne Haskins is going to be uh, a very good quarterback in the league for a long time. Uh, I was a fan of him in college, and, you know, I think... You know, having the pieces he does have around him with Darius guys, you know, Adrian Peterson, yes, he's toward the end of his career, but still has a lot of promise left in him. Bryce Love, once he, once he comes back from injury, uh, I think him and guys will be a good tandem for the future of the league. And I know he has um, Terry McCollin, if I'm correct, former wide receiver from Ohio State. So, again, thanks for the previous podcast. But they already have that chemistry, so that, that makes it easier for them. And also, that can make it easier for, you know, Case Keenum. Because he's like, all right, cool. Dwayne Haskins has a cool report. So now they're kind of like, all right, yeah, I'm cool with him. He's cool with him. So, like, now we can be cool. You know what I mean? It's like that friend's like, oh, I'm friends with him. And you're friends with him. So, like, we should be friends, too. Kind of a thing. But, yeah. Um, that's kind of all I got for today. Uh, I hope you liked my banter in this episode. And if you want to talk to me, you want to communicate with me, you want to talk about fantasy football you want to talk about any other sports basketball baseball whatever you could find me on instagram at talking a bunch of hoopla or on twitter at talking hoopla uh, like i said i'll be there around the weekends talking about fantasy football and things like that when i get a chance 
you know, trying to figure out who to start, who to sit, injuries, trades, so on and so forth, anything like that, please do that there. And if you want to listen to this podcast or you want to have a place to share it, uh, it's going to be obviously here on YouTube, of course. Anchor, where I host it every week, or well, it gets where it's hosted, where it's held, where it's loved. Um, sorry, that was weird. It's going to be on App, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Play. It's going to be whatever third-party apps you use for podcasts and Stitcher and things like that, so on and so forth. So, yeah, that's all I got for today. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this, if you've listened to it by the audio aspect, or if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you. And I will see you all next week, and good luck in fantasy. Hope the best for all of you. All right, see you guys.